We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw, we go tit for tat, we have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the Moose and Runes podcast. This episode 106 of the pod. We hope uh, you're receiving this on weekend ears, as I'm sure you are, depending on when uh, you flip this bad boy on. Matt Rooney alongside Joe Musso uh, here to talk a little sports for you, whether you're in the car on the way out to the lake, whether you're oh, I wish I was sipping, doing that. sipping a couple cold ones on a back porch, however you are spending your weekend. Matt, you're going to have to fill me in on what the weather is supposed sure. to look like. We hope you are listening to the Moose and Runes podcast in weekend mode. Matt, we, we how's got your some weekend nice, mode coming along? We got some nice weather, uh, at least it's, right it's now. That's what it looked like as of late. It's nice outside. I believe we're after, it's, it's 80 and sunny outside here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's check the daily. I got the weather. Other channel open uh, app open so you know what's, this is uh, the content you need great podcast we got we got a little chance of rain tomorrow but it's supposed to be nice and warm sunday it's going to drop a little bit but we got some, okay. some sun so it's, it should be a nice weekend out there should beautiful. be able to hit the golf course go to the baseball stadium whatever you want beautiful a little early summer chicago you can't beat that but and also uh, we don't shout out to... us joe for for figuring it out eventually with the yes. schedules it was a tough yes, schedule we apologize we tweeted but we a little figured it out, this we, we got it done, and you know it's going to be a little bit of an abbreviated episode, but I think that's yes. what you'd want headed into your weekend. Exactly. Uh, we don't want to take up too much of your time, yeah. so we are going to uh, take it back to a fully segmented show here. We're going buy or sell top to bottom. We're going to spin a couple hot topics out there. We're going to mm. buy it. We're going to sell it. We're going to move on, and we're going to get out of your hair. We hope you enjoy. Matt? Want to lead us off? I would love to lead us off, Joe. The NBA Finals last night, I'm sure, judging from your Twitter, you were watching pretty closely. You, you were all yes. in on it last night, right? Yes. I, uh, I was not in it as closely as you, but still had some, uh, s- some good viewing. Um, buy or sell after, after last night, I'm going to say KD's back before Game 3, but or buy or sell an expedited return timeline for Kevin Durant uh, after the Game 1 loss last night. Um. I buy the expedited return timeline. I think this game was totally their feeling out uh, how much time do we have with KD type situation. I'm sure that they were open with him about it. I'm I'm sure that uh, if it's even on the table, this is something that was talked about. If we get into a position, we might need you back uh, before you're 100%. Mm -hmm. The fact that he hasn't stepped on a basketball court yet tells me that we will not see him till game three at the earliest. And I've said it. I don't think we see him at all the rest of this season in a Warriors chase. Once you get to game six, game seven, it's too late to bring a guy like that back. You saw DeMarcus Cousins struggle with his wind yesterday, struggle getting into rotation, struggle getting into the right spots. Not to say that KD would struggle to that level, but there would be a reacclimation period. And when you're down 3-2 in game six or whatever the situation is, there's no time for that. So I think they need him back in Golden State, one of those games, game three or four, or excuse me, yeah, game three or four, um, five at the latest. But I think last night showed that Kevin Durant is the shift of balance between these two teams. They become a mismatch with Kevin Durant on the court because it becomes too many guys to match up with. Toronto is a great defensive team, as we saw last night, and they match up really well with this Warriors team. If these are the two rosters moving forward, I do think that the Warriors still find a way to get it done, but it's going to be a really interesting series. Yeah, I, I you hit it there. Kevin Durant is the... 
I mean, it would be the same for just about playing any team, but he is the insert yeah. here, and now you have a mismatch. He is the break glass in case of emergency, I think, in case for the Warriors. Um, obviously, they still play I, really I just well don't know. I, I, I just don't know if he's – I this might have been – The way this whole health thing – I'll let you finish. I just wanted to catch No, I was just going to really gonna say this, um, this might have been uh, – this might have been a whole. This might have been a PR ruse just to keep him in the minds of Toronto. They might know already that Kevin Durant is down for the season. That it's, might be the extent of this injury. The way they've talked about it since you know he got hurt against Houston, and I, I think you were the one. This is when you were on the back on the golf trip. You might have been the one to say it, but you know people were kind of thinking that looked worse than a calf. This might be worse than a calf. The Warriors just might be helping him save face for free agency and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I'm starting to buy more and more into that theory because. Every time they have a chance to shoot down him coming back, they shoot down him coming back pretty quickly. Um, they even said he had, you know, he wasn't really that close to practicing prior to game one. So I, I, I'm on the. I don't. I'm not sure he's back by game three, but I do differ with you in that if they're down three two going into game six and he's ready to play for game six, you're suiting up Kevin Durant because he's still the best player in the world, um, and I don't think you don't. He's probably not playing. You know. 42 minutes on the night and then your go-to option but Kevin Durant on the floor is better than not Kevin Durant on the floor even if he's only at 75 percent so that's yeah, I think where we differ but I'm kind of really hard to keep him off I, I get what you're saying he's there's I think something more to this than just a strained calf and strained calves are very painful calf muscles don't heal all that quickly all that but yeah I think this is more than a strained calf I will just kind of leave it at that yeah I I agree with that sentiment it's um it's going to be, let's see, I believe he was injured on the 8th of the month, so it's been 20, this is math. Uh, so 31, carry the 2. 27 days since his injury. We're almost looking at a full month since wait, 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 his wait, wait, injury. Wait, wait. He got hurt on the 8th. It's yeah. the 31st. Yeah. No, so it's 22. Oh, yeah, yeah, 22. It's 23. 23. 23. It's still a lot of days. It's still I mean, a lot we're of not days. math guys, and we don't claim I wasn't that's, asked to do that's, math. That's, that's I didn't sign up to do math. That's, that's, I, I, know it's, I know it's early in the morning over there. I know you're still in single digits, but I mean, come yeah. on, man. It's that simple subtraction. I'm kicking off the rust. 31 here, right? minus 4 is 27. Lay off of me. I'm hitting you with a buy or sell. All right, Hold on. Go. I lost my notes, and now I don't have my question. You sound like me. I'm the one who forgets buy or sell questions. Calling a Matt Rooney. See, usually buy or sell comes later in the show. You know, I like want to say it was something about the Raptors and the no, Warriors. No, 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 no. Um, well, yeah, we're going we're gonna to yeah. keep it NBA Finals here, yeah. Matt. Buy or sell. You um, Toronto's formula last night is repeatable in winning a championship. And I say that, uh, let, me, let me just specify here. Um, the uh, allowing of Kawhi Leonard to get trapped and shoot 33% from the field and rely on Marcus Gasol, Pascal Siakam, and uh, Van Vliet to get things done. Is that a repeatable formula? Can they win with Kawhi taking on a double and letting the rest of the guys get it done? I'm not really sure they can. Um, I know last night it worked, and, and a lot of times you know, at home in the NBA Finals, players tend to feed off that, but I don't think the Warriors are going to go 0-4 on the road, and I'm not sure that's going to be a formula that's going to do them all that well on the road in Golden State. Um, I, I don't see it. I still think you're going to need much I mean, like we talked before the podcast, Kawhi wasn't bad last night. If you look at his line, I think it was like 23-8-5, which is still fine. But that's not the Kawhi that, you know, got them past Philly, that got them, you know, past Milwaukee. 
they're going to need to figure out ways to free him up and get him open and get him his because as much as I think Pascal Siakam is a nice role player, as much as Marcus Saul is a nice role player, I don't think you're going to win series with, you know, I don't think Pascal uh, Siakam, what was it, 12 for 15, something like that. I forgot what yeah. the exact numbers, but he was very good. He had 32 points, I believe. I don't think you can rely on that every night. Um, I think you're going to need points to for Kawhi to be Kawhi. I didn't hate their defensive strategy. It was basically swarm Steph. He's still going to get his and make everybody else beat him. And, you know, if you do that and Clay Thompson beats you, which he's probably going to do once or twice this series at least, um, you can kind of live with that. But that's kind of the formula. I think don't let Steph beat you. Let, he's going to get his, but let's not let him go completely off. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know how repeatable it is. They obviously made it look good, and they made it work last night. And um, home court definitely played into it. That place was exploding with yeah. every basket that's, that went through the That's such a hoop. cool atmosphere. Um, that, that, that home court advantage up there is unbelievable. Have, you tell how into strength, that team the fan base is. They have the strength of a country behind them, and I know that's a blanket statement because not everyone in Canada is it's rooting like, for It's like Ru- Toronto, uh, Russia but. and Rocky Four. Yeah, <laughs> it's very much like Russia and Rocky Four, except... Except they probably won't um, turn on the Raptors in yeah, like yeah. game six or something. Um, uh, it was great to see Siakam play that way, um, and Van Vliet, an Illinois guy, um, where did he, he went to uh, Wichita, Wichita State, State, correct? Which if so you Wichita told me he was State still guy, playing at Wichita State, from, I probably would have believed you. From Lamont, I'm pretty sure, or something Rockford, like that. So, Rockford, Rockford, thank Rockford. you. Thank you. Um, oh, yeah, 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 he was a... Uh, uh, where did he go to school? Jimmy White's high school. Um, I don't know where Jimmy White went to high school. Uh, Rockford Boylan, something like that? Might have been something like that. Whatever. But, uh, you know, a local guy. It was it was awesome to see them execute the way they did in game one and really seize a moment. On the flip side of that coin, to me, as it has all season, I know it's the finals and I know it's weird to say, but the Warriors didn't look like they were fully engaged mentally until about the third quarter, down 12. Like, that's when like, oh, all right, let's go. Let's go. Because they did the same thing against Portland, and Portland's guard heavy, and that allowed them to just shoot their way back into it. Toronto's so strong that you got to turn it on once the whistle blows, once mm-hmm. the ball tips. Like, that's – there's no time to get down by 10 because they can lock you down and hold a 10-point lead for 40 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say the Warriors were physically rusty because I think they could take a month off and come back and still shoot the lights out and kind of be just fine. But I think uh-huh. with how that Blazers series went for them, the whole we can start slow and you know be down 17 at half and we'll be just fine. Uh, combined with the long day, long uh, time period off, there was it nine days or so mentally. I think that kind of felt let them fall into a little bit, you know, a little bit of a lull mentally, and maybe they were still of that mindset. You know, yeah, we're maybe not saying to themselves, but deep down, you know, thought we'll be just fine. Even if we get off to a slow start, these guys will we'll still catch up and we've done it before, whatever. And the Raptors are not that. The Raptors are a better team than Portland. They're a deeper team than Portland. And they're, like you said, they're not a guard-heavy team. They're a lot more versatile. They have guys at every position that can kind of beat you. Yeah. Um, so I think the consensus there is a, uh, is a sell-ish. I think, um, it's, a, I think it's a sell. Because Kawhi is going to have to have a couple, if have Kawhi, a couple big moments in the series. If Kawhi shoots five for fourteen, the rest of every game for the rest of the series, the Raptors are not going to win the series. So that, yeah. I'm going to sell it because Kawhi needs to be better. A ton of basketball yet to be played in that series, and I think we're going to at least looks like we have a fun series ahead of us. 
Yeah, it, it really does. It doesn't look like the foregone conclusion of Cleveland a year ago mm-hmm. or some of the series before. This looks like a formidable opponent for the Warriors. One that could even come out of here with, with an NBA title. So shout out, shout out playoff Kyle Lowry for showing up last night, too. A, a little piece of me. <laughs> Seven yeah, points, playoff. two and nine shooting. Um, a, a little piece of me was leaning towards a Warriors sweep, largely because I'll be covering game four. And you wanted um, to be there. And I wanted to have Not some confetti in my hair. Um, there's still a possibility that I'm at game six. Can I get game a press four, pass for that one? Game four, the press pass is already in hand. So game <sighs> six, we game six, we got to see how we're covering it as a station. Um, but uh, that does look like the more likely championship uh, moment. Not more likely because four is out of the question. now. You can't win it in four after losing game one. And that is my comeback on math for this podcast. Proud so, of you, buddy. We're back. We're you back. redeemed yourself. <laughs> Hit me. Um, last night, uh, this got lost a little bit because, you know, the NBA finals was such a, a big event. People forget. People forget the, the script's national spelling bee was on last night too. And we, 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 we crowned not just one national champion, Joe, not just mm-hmm. two national champions, Joe, but mm-hmm. eight. eight, they crowned eight, eight, eight way tie for the national championship. I didn't know this, but apparently if you just like make it to round 20, you win. So uh-huh. that's something, I guess. Um, I think that's I was, a rule they made up last night because it was going too long. Yeah, well, you know what? Then you come up with some sort of sudden death formula. Like, we're going to say a word, first person to spell it wins. Go. There you go. I just solved the national spelling bee crisis. Um, buy or sell the ending of the Scripps national spelling bee last night, Joe. An eight-way tie for the national championship. I think all eight get a trophy and $50,000. So that's actually kind of I cool. sell $50, it. $50,000. I sell it. I sell it. You right? can't have it. You can't have you it. You can't have it. And I'm not going to make this about competition and the um, softening of the United States. I was up in arms last landscape. night. I was up in arms It's about these about the kids who work so hard and want to be champion. I guarantee you, of those eight kids, maybe two of them are ha- – I mean, they're all thrilled about the money, but there are some – Killers in there, I'm sure. Yeah. Kids that kids Killer that instinct. Worked, game seven. Kids that have game seven instinct work tooth and nail to be the the champion, not a champion, to be the champion. And there are some families, some kids that are unhappy that it's shared. I mean, if we don't have the time, or if we don't have enough words, or if that's how the rules are, something's got to change. You, you got know? enough I words. Want, so don't I want the a dictionary. Put your finger on one. I want to, there you go. I want a spelling bee champion. Uh, not that this is something that I'm super interested in. And I know people get crazy about it and love it. Like people were legit mad that the spelling bee was going on during game one of the finals because they had to make a, a viewing decision. Which I, I kind guess, of agree. Something. I feel like that like, that's an event that like not everybody watches, but I think like, people at some point throughout the night, if it's on, you know, flip their eyes to it or have it on. Why have why have that on? During the NBA Finals, they play, They have enough off games or off nights. Yeah. Have it on during an off night. Come on, guys, be better than that. But I'm with you. I could. It's it. Crown a winner. Give me one winner. I like if and I was the competitor. Yeah, I'd take the money happily. But like, let's let's see who really the winner is. Let's go win. Maybe they'll have like a uh, you know a underground okay. spell off between the eight of them. I'm looking at pool, awesome. pool in all the money. It'll never. It'll be, be it'll be a great thirty for thirty one day when somebody finally tells. What the if story. I told you letters? Our words. They meet. No, I'll work on it. Terrible. I'll work on it. They meet in the, uh, the conference room of the Ramada Inn that they're all staying at. Just the eight of them. What if I told you a champion came between the lines or outside the lines? I'm worried. It's it's working. Yeah, it's you're, we'll, we'll have one. We'll it's have getting one. there. We'll have one. It's getting there. It's a working time. Uh, but 
my question now becomes now the total uh, the the winner if it was a solo winner would have made fifty thousand dollars correct i have no idea i think so so they didn't split up the winnings they just gave everyone this is really going to test your math but what's 50 times eight 400 shit four yeah 400 400 People, so there's no yeah. way there's, there's no, way, no way the winner got four hundred thousand. Four hundred. That's just an ambiguous number. Yeah. So my point being, if Scripps has just got this money laying around, let's bump the money next year. Mm. Let's bump it to a mill for Carry the winner it over. or something. I like that. Let's bump it to a mill. Let's play until we got a winner. I like that. I don't care about TV coverage. Stream it online. Put it on your Twitter. Whatever. Bump it. This would be Do like. You, the ultimate like NHL playoffs game seven that or game six whatever that just went to like seven overtimes and you have three yeah. kids who just you wake will up the next morning not still going spell a word it'd be great smelling be great salts I'd stay up with that till I'd stay up with that till three in the morning little 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 Johnny Thompson passes out at the mic hmm. rolls an ankle he's got to play hurt he Don't steps back that. up though and he finishes the word oh finishes the word in his sleep yeah. in his sleep as um, he's passed yeah, out. This is, this I guess I'm, this I'm trying to. Turn. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to care about spelling bee right now, and it's gone terribly wrong. So, yeah. well, we, you know, but we, you get it, you get it. Yeah, no, okay. it's, uh, it's 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 competition, it's competitors, it's teaching kids the right and wrong way to do things. Um, I think last night was a, uh, a mockery of the scripts. National I will not bee. stand for it. <laughs> Matt, let's uh, take it back to. Uh, Give it's a championship. I guess the spelling is a championship. But uh, yeah. that buy or sell, uh, last, not last night, but two nights ago, uh, we saw the Blues take one in overtime on Boston's home ice, uh, reclaiming home ice advantage, or at least uh, putting a stop to Boston's current home ice advantage. Mm-hmm. Matt, buy or sell, hockey is the sport where home ice or home court means the least, has the least bearing on outcome. I'm- I, know you get the la- I know you get the last shift. I'll, um, I'll no, I'll still buy that. Um, obviously, choosing your matchups uh, helps, mm-hmm. but teams after they've gotten this far are usually four lines deep enough where that doesn't make as big of an impact as it does. You know, sometimes in the regular season or early on in the playoffs, if you're playing, you know, one or a two line team. Um, mm-hmm. Just from my history watching the Blackhawks and watching, you know, back in, in their heyday and watching the NHL playoffs compared to other sports. I mean, football, I think is probably the other one I'd argue it up there with um, mm-hmm. because I think that's just another sport that is so fueled by just the best talent usually wins out. Basketball, I think it's incredibly important. Baseball, obviously, with, you know, last bats and all that. Um, I think I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that hockey okay. has the least bearing with, with NFL football being a close second. College football, no way. Home, home field advantage has a huge bearing. Yeah. I don't think the NFL – has as big of a bearing as, as others, but I'll, I'll buy that. I, I think that usually in hockey, it, it's more aligned on what you have on the ice and how hot your goalie is than, than how loud the uh, the crowd is and how much they get going. I'm going to buy that as well. Um, for That's a knock a home ice advantage reason, in hockey, by the way. I, think, no, no, no. I still think it's incredible. Uh, sure. In the grand scheme of, of, of the sports, I think that might be the least it's, important. It's led to many a championship, but my thought process is that it is the least important in hockey because of momentum generation. In other sports, it takes so much to generate momentum, whether it be a, a long touchdown drive, a mm-hmm. deep ball, something like that. It to, to, to really, really shift momentum in other sports takes effort and plays in sequence, whereas to shift momentum in hockey, a big, a big hit, 
a nice, you know, a nice trip up the ice that leads to a goal. It's just, it can happen so much quicker. Momentum yeah. shifts so much easier from side to side. We've seen it end to end hockey where momentum's going up and down and up and down where players are getting legit jump from what lines before them are doing. And I don't think you see that in other sports or at least as quick and repetitive as you do in hockey. That's why I think that home ice matters the least because you can, you can snatch momentum right up with a couple good shifts. Yeah. And I also, I, I kind of mentioned it there at the beginning of your, your talk, but I think kind of the most, the most demoralizing thing I feel like for a fan base at home in, in any sport is in a playoff hockey game. When that away team goes out and scores an early goal, not much uh-huh. shuts up a crowd pretty quickly yeah. and gets them on the edge of their seat than that because after that it's it's the the air just completely whereas like in basketball if Steph Curry goes down and hits a three to start the game in Toronto that's great we got the ball back we can easily just yeah. be climbing that mountain to get back to even I think it's so much harder to score in hockey than a lot of the other sports and I think once you have that goal that that fan base really becomes on edge and, and you can kind of feel like, the tension in the building like how many times how many times have we seen that before where you know, like you said, an away team comes out, scores a goal, and the stadium is quiet until the mm-hmm. middle of the second when the team answers. You know, it, you can really take the air out of a building in hockey. That, that's why they say, um, you know, in playoff hockey, you know, the first ten minutes once you weather the storm, if you if you come out of that as the yeah. away team tied zero zero or up one nothing, you're pretty set for the rest of the way. That is unless I'm in the crowd. I I single handedly. Have I told this story? I think I've told this story on the pod. When the, when I won the, the six when I won the jersey with C on it. No, 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 no. When I won the Rangers Hawks game, I believe this was in 2013. I don't uh, remember. I don't recall that story, Joe. So I'm at the game me. with my dad. I'll tell it quick here. I'm at the game with my dad, uh, myself, my dad, Matt Gallo, Matt Gallo's dad, some other of this. I think it was like a St. Giles dad and son's night, if I'm oh, not mistaken. Nice. But just by chance, Ricky Bake, friend of the pod. Uh, friend of friend of Wesley and all all those good things. Ricky Bake was sitting two rows behind us with his dad. So oh. we're BSing the whole game, having a good time, drinking beers. Hawks are down what I believe was uh, 3-2 um, early third period. And you could hear a pin drop in, in the United Center. If I'm not mistaken, they were up 2-0, gave up three unanswered, and it was just silent. You know, people are not into it. We're up in the 300 section at one of the goal ends, and I just had had enough. I get up and sing, and I stood up and started a "Let's Go Hawks" Hawks mm. chant in our section. There you go. You know, all the Giles guys were behind me. Ricky was behind me. Stadium 30 seconds later is up in arms in a "Let's Go Hawks" chant. Puck gets into the right spot. Hawks score. Places on fire. Yeah, we're tied three three. Things settle down again. Two minutes left in the period. It looks like we're going to overtime. It's quiet again. You know, Hawks aren't on the rush. I get up. Second, let's go Hawks chant. Started up. They score inside a minute. We walk home with a victory. I was I was being carried. I was carried out of the stadium. Oh yeah. It was uh, it was a sight to behold. It was What's a sight to behold. Carried out of the, on whose shoulders? The metaphorical, figurative shoulders of, okay. of the fans there. That was it. Was this a was this a, Stan, was this a Stanley Cup winning season, or was this one of the? I believe this was the thirteen season. I believe this was a Stanley Cup winning okay. season, if wow. I'm not mistaken. Maybe even sparked um, them to like a. I, I'm trying to place it in time where it would have been in the season. It wasn't playoff hockey, but uh, we might have to get Ricky Bank here on the pod to uh, or Matt Gallo to recount the the fabled. Uh, the fabled it's, well, it's just it's the Joe Musso game. 
Yeah, that's what it's it's, 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 yeah, it's we didn't want to call it. Yeah, we don't you have did. to no, call you, it that. You did want to. Yeah, all right, we'll call it that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll call it that. Joe Moose. Joe Moose. We played the Joe Moose. Plaque would be nice. I'm not saying the statue, but a plaque. I'll, 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 I'll talk to some people. Yeah, talk to your people. I'll crunch some. See what, see what Edzo could get done for us. He could probably get you one. Uh, is it my turn or your, I think it's I, I don't remember if we're being yeah, totally your, honest it's mine you're on okay. number three yeah um, I'm going to bounce back to basketball here I saw a report today that the Knicks aren't sold on making the three pick number three pick uh, exploring trading back and then there's also rumors of them being in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes one of those rumors is the number three pick going to New Orleans uh, as part of a package for AD Buy or sell, hypothetically, if that were to happen, Joe, an R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson reunion in the pros? Um, I sell it. I think you're, you're sentencing yourself to at least five more years of bad Knicks basketball. I mean, these are kids. They can be great when put as rookie that came in and change the face of a franchise immediately. These things take time, um, let alone to bring two of them in and expect them to uh, to really shift the balance of power in the Eastern Conference. I, I just don't, I don't see it working right off the bat. Now, could that be an amazing twosome three to five years from now? Absolutely. But right now, to, if, if New York's trying to flip the script, go get the big free agent, draft the big name and be competitive uh, for 82 games next season, I don't think RJ and Zion's the way to go. I also, I didn't love the way they played together at Duke. I'm not sure RJ Barrett is the best player for Zion Williamson's development as a player because I think we saw a lot of times, especially down the stretch of important games, RJ Barrett just kind of played hero ball. And I don't think that's, I think Zion should be the featured product in really any young team that he goes to. And I don't think the I think they might fall into old patterns uh, if if for for lack of a better term there and I, I just I don't mm-hmm. think they'd be a great fit together I don't think they play together and as much as they might be friends from Duke I'm not sure that's something I'd want to be trying to rehash if I'm the Pelicans there I think you want a fresh start where you're kind of featuring Zion and don't have maybe what might be in the back of his head is deferring to RJ in his head already in the start of his pro career because I don't think that's going to be good for him. The thing about New York is that. Everything has to be right for this to get back going in the proper direction. Uh And if anything could go wrong, it's going to go wrong. It's Murphy's Law for the New York Knicks. It has been for the last three decades. You can't have two rookies. You can't have two guys trying to learn the NBA. You can't have um, two guys that don't get along. I'm not saying RJ, but I'm just saying like so many things could go wrong that the situation needs to be tailored perfectly. It needs to be a... KD calls Kyrie, Kyrie's in, KD's in, everything's hunky-dory, they're best friends, they're winning from game one to game ten, they're winning from ten to twenty, like, you can't have anything go wrong, and I think bringing two rookies Well, in, no, the reunion would be New Orleans, not New York. What was your buy or sell? Yeah, the reunion, oh, the, in New Orleans, the, the reunion of RJ and Zion would be in New Orleans, Got New York, yeah. Well, New the same Orleans goes and, for New Orleans, yeah. the same goes for New Orleans, everything has to be right, you know, it, I don't think you're trying to restart that there, especially if you already have an established ball handler like a, like a Drew Holiday and then you already have a Julius Randle. I don't think bringing in R.J. Barrett to play with Zion is all that great. And just to show how volatile things are everywhere, I know I was making my point. Murmurs of the Pelican 
Pelicans team going like New Orleans moving to Seattle. Like they're if you're bad, if you're uninteresting, and if you don't have a team, you're always going to be in the conversation of the team to go to Seattle. They're trying to get a team back in Seattle. They're probably going to try and get a team in Vegas in the next decade, whether they expand or move teams. New Orleans was on that short list, and if they don't remain interesting, if they don't remain competitive, they're always going to be in that conversation. I really hope they go to Seattle. I think Seattle deserves the Sonics back, and the Pelicans, as much as they've tried to make this work, just really it seems kind of forced. That's yeah. just me. I'm not mad at it. They got K- Seattle got KD taken away from them. Let's give them Zion. Yeah. I don't know if that's a fair trade, but we'll see. We'll see. It's better than nothing. What do you got for me? It is. Oh, I got, yeah, yeah, no, it's my turn. Yeah. Um, Matt is your name. That is and my name. Buy or sell. Uh, oh, buy or sell. Drake's presence. Uh, you know, we saw, we saw Drizzy, the sixth guy at the game yesterday in a, in a compression undershirt, a Dell Curry jersey with a headband covering up his uh, KD and uh, Steph tattoos. That's just smart just right do, there. Just doing his thing. Yeah, no one caught that, you know. No. Um, buy or sell. Drake's, Drake's presence last night and chatter leading up to game one had any sort of outcome on the or any sort of bearing on the game's outcome. Uh, yeah, I'm going to sell that one. Um, I think okay. if it was like, you know, I, I honestly think it might have in – the Milwaukee series just because that's a team that kind of hasn't been there before that hasn't dealt with that type of stuff was on, you know, a, a tough environment that was only magnified by the, the, uh, I don't I'm not going to call him a lunatic on the sideline because I quite enjoyed his antics, but a guy, you know, going kind of crazy on the sideline allowed to get that close. Yeah. I think that might've been a factor there with golden state though. I don't think that type of stuff, they've been here so many times. They've dealt with so many distractions. They've dealt with LeBron. I don't think that type of stuff phases them. Uh, my, I mean, maybe to some extent the Raptors players kind of got a little bit fired up from having a guy, but I think for the most part, no, not necessarily here. As much as I liked what I saw from last night and I, I was entertained by it, I had some fun with it, I don't think it had a direct impact on what we saw on the floor. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. Um, but just the, the, the scene after the game with, with Draymond in his face, he's not out of sight, out of mind. He is definitely No, he's definitely there. There's definitely a factor. Now, does that have an, a bearing on the outcome or, a, a, you know, an effect on the outcome? I'd agree with you that I don't believe it does. These are professionals. They deal with raucous crowds everywhere they go. But the fact that the world's largest pop star is acting like a seven-year-old courtside, that might, you know, that might get between the ears of, uh, of some of the weaker-minded players uh, on Golden State. But like you said... An absolute blast to watch. If you if you haven't seen it, and I, I'd love a retweet maybe from the Moose and Runes account. Um, I know I have those. You, you, you know as well, you have but, access to it. So yeah, you but you know I don't yourself. want to feel disingenuous. So no, you, um, you'd be totally. Let me throw out a retweet. Uh, I, I last night after the game, I threw out a, a Twitter poll. Um, it's got it's got uh, it's got a couple votes on it right oh, now. Uh, a couple. What will what will Drake wear for game two? And the options are. A Pat McCaw Santa Cruz uniform, Pat mm-hmm. McCaw being let go by the Warriors and going to Toronto. Uh, a Draymond Green, a Draymond Green Michigan State uni- uniform. That's These are all like degree, varying degrees of troll job. So Pat McCaw Santa Cruz uniform, uh, a Draymond Michigan State uniform, a Cameroon soccer kit because Pascal Siakam is Cameroonian. Yes, uh, I thought he was French. A, uh, he's Cameroonian, I believe. Huh, I didn't know um, that. Well, it's got some votes, so people people are okay. on board with it. Okay, sorry. Um, 
or final final and uh it's no longer leading but it was for some time an inflatable raptor suit so get on there jump on there it's at moose on air vote for what you think draymond will wear in game drake. Or, excuse me what drake will wear courtside for game number two i, I think you gotta go with the draymond jersey that'd be That's that would me. be an all go draymond jersey. Yeah. a draymond michigan state jersey would send shockwaves shockwaves but yeah, then draymond me. would probably go for like 30 10 and 10 yeah just, he did have a triple. He had a 10-10-10 triple-double last night. Last I mean, night. He, he wasn't bad. He just wasn't People forget. Great. He wasn't great. Yeah. <clears throat> no, he wasn't. he wasn't great. You think the Bulls at some point next year will put a $3.5 million check in their starting lineup? Um, say that again? A $3.5 million check? Uh, just a check for three and a, or $3.5 million in cash and just put a Bulls oh, jersey on in their yeah. starting lineup? Just like... It'd be, it'd be just as good as some of the guys they trotted out there this year. So Yeah, so, okay. I don't, I don't want to talk about the Bulls. I'm, no, I'm in a fine. good it's place. Just... My NBA mind is in a good place right now, and I still haven't come to the terms that Jim Boylan got an extension. So let's Jimmy just, B. Let's let's just go. keep Bulls it moving. Back. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, is it my turn? I think so. It's my turn. Um, Tiger is playing. He's back this weekend. Um, he went, obviously, no tournaments, took completely off for the Masters of the PGA. Mm-hmm. Didn't make the cut of the PGA. Didn't go well for him. I didn't know how to phrase this exactly as a buy or sell. Um, I, I want to kind of gauge what you think he needs for a successful weekend this weekend. So I'm going to say buy or sell. He needs to win the Memorial for him to consider this a successful you know, weekend prep for the U.S. Open. Um, I'd say sell. I'd say sell because now more than ever, Tiger's focus and his effort and all of it is leading up to majors now more than ever. Not to Mm -hmm. say that it wasn't in the past because it was in the past, but after winning the Masters and showing himself that he had the ability to do it and getting one step closer to his ultimate career goal and it coming back into a, you know, a semi-real space, that that number 18, um, I think that he's focusing and trying to peak towards majors. So I think that if he goes out there at the Memorial, he has, you know, puts four good rounds together. What was he? Two under yesterday, three under yesterday, something like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Like it was two under yesterday. And I, I haven't seen a, a leaderboard yet today, but as long as he's peaking leading towards Pebble beach, you know, he, uh, after the PGA, he flew out to Pebble and, you know, got his eyes on the ground. Some of the new greens complexes walked it, played it a little bit. And he's already thinking about it. I'm mm-hmm. sure that he's thinking about it while he's competing this week, that, He's not fully engaged with the course that he's thinking about. Ooh, this shot looks similar to what the shot on number seven would look like at Pebble. Everything is leading up to the major. So as long as Tiger is in a good place mentally, physically, and has his game going in the right direction, we didn't see good Tiger at the PGA, obviously. You know, he, he missed the cut. It wasn't a lot of good golf. As long as he's playing good golf and feeling like he's got the stuff to compete two weeks from now, three yeah. weeks from now, that's a success to me. And I think that's a success to him as well. It's, we, I, I, it might sound like a cop-out answer to me. I don't think it's, I'd sell that he needs to win. I don't, I don't know exactly what he needs to do this weekend to make it a success other than obviously stay healthy and, you know, make the cut play well. But Keep it in the fairway. There, there, are, there are things Feel that good. he's working on that he knows he needs to do well this weekend. I'm not exactly yeah. sure what those things are. But there are yeah. things I, I'm sure he wants to build on, do better, that he's probably working minor tweaks. So in, in my head, those are what would make this weekend either successful or unsuccessful. If he you know, goes through all four days this weekend and says, I did those things well, I made up ground here, I obviously stayed healthy, that's what he needs to do for this to be a successful weekend. Because like you said, this isn't, 
these tournaments like the Memorial, as much as they might be a big deal for, you know, Patrick Cantlay and Bud Cauley, who are right up at the top of the leaderboard, this is just, you know, fine-tuning and preparation for Tiger. This everyone, isn't really... Everyone wants to win at Jack's place. Everyone wants Jack's handshake on Sunday coming off the 18th green. Tiger's had it, what, four times? Something uh, like that? I, a lot. I think that's even shy. I think he's... Uh, I should know this, but... Um, but you don't. Tiger wins, okay. a, but I don't. So if you could fill some time here, Tiger's Once wins. Once you talk, and I'll fill. Because I'm already typing. So am I. Tiger Woods wins at Memorial. This is great radio, people. Yeah, talk amongst yourselves. Um, your field for the Tiger. So how about that weather we got <laughs> last weekend? That's watch, pretty cool. You guys watched. You guys watched the fi- finals last night. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. That Drake guy. He wore that cool jersey. Which by that old school Raptors jersey, the one he wore, obviously the one with the dinosaurs, really cool. But the Vince Carter era Raptors jersey with the purple front and the the black back there, I'm a I'm a huge fan of. I thought that was That's great stuff. The the Dell the Del Curry touch was, mm-hmm. was a great troll job too. I'm uh, counting four. At, yeah, Tiger Woods won in 2012, 2009, five. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. They got the parentheses here in Wikipedia. Uh, 99, 2000, 2001. Three, he had a three. <laughs> a three-peat from 99 to 01. Excuse us. And then 09 and 12. Um, still, my favorite Tiger non-major moment came at the Memorial in 2012. I believe that was the 16th or 17th hole. The flop shot from the green side, threw it straight up in the air, trickled down, went in. It was like... It was in the midst of one of the comebacks, quote-unquote, and it was a fist pump, and I fell off my couch, and I remember that moment. That was good stuff. Yeah, it was great stuff. Uh, who's uh, who's asking questions here? You it's just asked turn. me a Tiger question? Yeah. You, no, just, you just asked me. It's my turn, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's your turn. Um, Matt, you know, we cover all things here on the Moose and Runes podcast. We do. We are fans. We are fans of just about everything. Um, and uh, Big sports we, guys. Uh, big we're sports big, guys. Big sports guys. Tomorrow. Uh, some would argue the biggest sporting event in uh, worldwide uh, throughout sure. the season outside of the Super Bowl. I don't know. This isn't the conversation. But tomorrow is it. the Champions League final oh, yeah. between uh, Tottenham and Liverpool. What uh, time is no, it on? I have no dog in this fight. I believe it's noon Pacific time, which would make it 2 o'clock oh, that's not too uh, Central. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a night game out there. So. Uh, um, buy or sell, just on a, on a surface level, that uh, the Champions League final is appointment viewing for you, that you're going to watch the Champions League final. It is not appointment viewing for me. Um, I'll also okay. be – I have to factor in that I'll be at work tomorrow um, around that time, so there will probably okay. be some people. It'll be on a TV it, somewhere. Someone will have it on because there are a lot of people at, at work who – who love that stuff. And I think we got a lot of Mm -hmm. Liverpool fans in the office, it seems like. Um, But, you know, obviously we work at places that have the luxury of having many TVs with all of them being queued up to sports. It will be on. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll, I'll probably keep an eye on it because I don't dislike watching it. But I'm also, I don't really have a team in soccer, so I don't really, it's hard for me to get that interested if I don't really have a dog in the fight or a reason to root for it. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll keep an eye on it. I I'll get into it. If it's a good game, if it's exciting, if it's fun to watch, hopefully it's more of like a three to two type game than a one, Mm -hmm. one nil, as they like to say in soccer, Joe, it's not zero. It's one nil. Big, big American guy loves his scoring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's sure. Why not? Liverpool and Tottenham, those are two premier league teams. They probably don't like each other. So that makes it probably a little bit of intrigue there with a rivalry, right? Yeah. Plus um, Liverpool's a, uh, story after that, the I I was at work for the Barcelona comeback, 
And as much mm-hmm. as I had no dog in that fight either, that was actually pretty cool to oh, watch. So that's that's some intrigue. Theater, yeah. You got your team a destiny feel with that, Joe. So maybe <laughs> maybe you buy into Liverpool a little bit. We like to throw around team at destiny. Maybe we'll watch it. How about yourself? You're a, you're a true uh, pro when it comes to podcasting here. I always I I, on a year to year basis, I, I'd say that it is appointment television for me. Not that I look forward to it. But I always end up watching it. I, I do always end up uh, with my eyes on it. And hopefully, like you said, it is a high-scoring affair to keep us, uh, us filthy Americans intrigued. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, I'll, I'll be watching, no doubt. Good stuff. Yeah, All right, I got, I got one. We, got, we, each, we each got one more? Yeah, I just got a text from yeah, you from saying – uh, Yeah, Yeah, we were, at, gotta, we're adding a couple on here. We got a couple minutes, so I figured let's I got a text. I got a text from you saying uh, – uh, give me a bonus buy or sell. Well, yeah, you didn't have to out just wanted to get some socks. wild card contenders. They're <laughs> excuse me, they're two games back of the second. He can't uh, say so it without Matt, laughing, folks. Buy or sell. You really gotta sell me it. out like that? I'm just laughing at how presenting it. Uh, buy or sell uh, that uh, the socks are wild card contenders uh, at two games back of uh, of the second wild card spot. Well, now I'm gonna look like the asshole. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're actual wild card contenders. I think I thought I think you thought I was gonna go another way with that here, Joe. Why'd you have me ask the question? Then? Because I want to talk a little White Sox I'm, baseball. I'm they won, kidding, you, you might you might not realize this because you live over there, and you know when you come home you go to Cubs games instead of Sox games. But the uh, the, the Sox have won four in a row here, Joe, and they have a little bit of a developing ace on their hands in Lucas Giolito. They're having some fun. They're playing some good baseball, but I just don't think that pitching's deep enough to get by a, a Boston team or a Tampa team who's already thirty-five and nineteen. But I, they're they're only two games out of that second wild card, so it could be some fun. It could be some fun here going down the stretch. Yeah, it, that's all it needs to be. It's intriguing, fun. Let them be. Uh, let them be a at least a topic of conversation our, throughout the summer for the first time in a long time. Our second wild card race, honestly, should be let's. Try and finish second in the division. I, I honestly yeah. think is there a game? Are there a game back at Cleveland right now? Who they just beat ten to four uh, last night to make it their fourth in a row. Minnesota was Minnesota supposed to be this good? No, and, and uh, I was actually before we uh, we started this I had MLB Network on. That's kind of my morning. Uh, just kind of throw on, throw it on, having in the you're background. A, you're a hot stove guy. Yeah, they they had a. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not a Chris Russo hot stove guy. I like <laughs> I like the other guys. I like MLB in the morning, all that stuff. But that's he, yeah. he's he's not my guy. They had a little bit of a graphic about you know the, the Twins splits against you know under 500 teams and 500 and above teams this year. The under 500 teams they're absolutely scorching. They're like 28 and eight. But the 500 or worse teams or better teams they're I think nine and ten something like that. So. They're a good team. I'm not sure. They weren't supposed to be this good. I'm not sure they're going to be this good. But if you have a 10-and-a-half game lead at any point in the season, it's going to be pretty hard to overcome yeah. that. And the, the White Sox, I'm not sure, have the pitching. My only concern is, like, and I don't think they will because Rick Hahn has been really patient this entire rebuild, almost to a painstakingly close amount as a fan. But uh-huh. – they are. There's going to be some rentals out there. There's going to be some guys that maybe could make the team better and make them actually have a chance at the second wild card. And I really hope they don't sacrifice any somewhat meaningful minor league depth to go out and get a guy that maybe they can re-sign but probably won't and be like, you know, just a, a deadline move. If you want to go out and get a guy like a Marcus Stroman who's under control for another year too. I love and, you know, Stroman. Uh, that's, that's the trade I've been silently pumping outwardly pumping yeah. whatever that's the one that makes most but if it's a guy like that who you know solidifies your rotation is a younger guy too is under control for another year go for it but mm-hmm. I, I very much hope a they don't 
trade for rentals. And B, they don't just ship off a guy like Alex Colome for a couple lottery tickets because he's having a great yeah. year and contenders might come knocking. If you're going to trade that guy, make sure you get blown away. And if not, see what the young kids can have and, and give them the best chance to win, even though you know they might not come up you know, victorious in the end. Give them experience in a pennant race instead of selling on them. Matt, a name that, that continually comes up on the north side as they look for an arm as well is uh, Dallas Keuchel. Why is Dallas Keuchel not on a team right now? Um, what is, what's the well, situation there? So now it's gotten so close that once, the, uh, once you get past the, the MLB draft, mm-hmm. that compensation pick, uh, so if, if they, anyone signs him before the draft, you have to give away your compens- uh, compensation pick, which I think is your second-round pick. And then it becomes basically a pick in between the first and second round. So now they've gotten this close. Teams are basically at the point like there's no point in we're not going to give up a pick if we're this close now. He's not settling yet. He's he's waiting till after there anyways because he knows his price goes up a little bit. Now it's okay. just there at the point where they're at a waiting game. Uh, Scott Boris came out and said today that uh, Keuchel's been throwing you know simulated spring training games, all that type of stuff. You know, pretty much like a regular rotation. So he said within about a week or two of signing with a team, he'd probably be ready to go. So I actually think you might see some quick movement on him. Huh. Um, Craig Kimbrell as well. I think that's the name that most Northside fans are, are very intrigued about, want very badly. And yeah. like we said last week on the pod, it's going to come down to whether or not ownership wants to spend money or if they were telling the truth in the offseason that they just don't have that much money to spend right now. So more than anything, it's a it's a money game. Yeah, I, I'll hold true to what I I think I said it last week on the podcast that the Cubs have the best lineup in baseball. If you ask me them in Houston, if you want to say are one a and one B, but if you don't have that bullpen, you don't have consistency in the rotation. You're not going to spend for it. That's what's going to cost you in the playoffs. Like we've seen in the past. Yep. Um, Matt, you had a bonus one for me. Why don't you you let her rip? We're going to talk a little Cleveland Browns, Joe. Oh, not necessarily on the field. This this is, we're a Cleveland Browns Browns podcast, right? Uh, no, Odell, Odell Beckham, our, our, the media's favorite player, it seems like, uh, bought himself a new car. Did you see the new car, Joe? I did. It's, it's I a Rolls-Royce SUV mm-hmm. with the, uh, it's, it's, it's nice Cleveland, Cleveland Browns orange, uh, with Disgusting. a nice, with a nice brown racing stripe and the yep. little pop-up hood ornament instead of the RR, he got that removed mm-hmm. and the, the hood ornament is, you guessed it himself. Uh, Odell Beckham jersey, <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. in a Browns jersey uniform. Oh, that's a buy or sell the new whip. Not only not only Odell in a Browns uniform, but reaching back and making the over the head catch. Oh, okay, so uh, I thought it was a touchdown the, yeah, celebration. Yeah. You're right. No, no, no. You're no. Right. It was it was the reach back catch, um, and it was uh, it was you know where the where the winged woman is supposed to be that comes out mm-hmm. uh, as the as the retractable hood ornament on the Rolls Royce. Yeah. Um, Matt, I couldn't sell this any harder. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the ticket price uh, to get that bad boy off the lot is, but it's got to be north of like three hundred grand. Oh, and then you're look, and then, and then you're looking at all, you're looking at all that customization. And I know Odell's doing just fine. Signed that nice big contract uh, in New York before he got moved, and uh, it, it just to me is you, you ruined a beautiful car. You ruined a beautiful truck. I've seen that truck in person before. It's beautiful. It's, it's when like nothing right. you've ever seen. It's like it doesn't know if it wants to be a car or an SUV. It's gorgeous in black. It's gorgeous in silver. It's gorgeous in white. Not you orange. Paint that thing matte orange and you ruin a beautiful car. That's my biggest issue with it. Now, I love that Odell's, you know, buying in and doing the whole Browns thing. But um, 
it's it's gimmicky. Just get a just get a vanity plate that says Browns and call it a day. Like mm-hmm. Browns thirteen, boom, o- OBJ like, thirteen, OBJ thirteen, Brown. Like it's just horrendous. It was horrendous looking. Um, but that's that's it, it's the first in what's going to be a line of of really interesting things that go on in Cleveland, which is not something that I've said in a, in a very long time. Um, LeBron aside, it's just the Browns are now an attraction uh, and an attraction can turn into a sideshow really quickly. Um, I know you, you share this sentiment, but yeah. I am super excited to see how Baker Mayfield leads this group of guys because, you know, he's not the oldest out there, but he is the veteran. He's not the veteran, but he is the voice. Um, and he's going to have to manipulate the egos of both Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. And those are two guys that get along really well already, but there's so much talent on that roster that there's now expectation. We talk about expectation on this podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how the Browns deal with expectation this yeah, year. We have high expectation for ourselves. I mean, that's, that's all we talked about on this pod, but no, I, I we talked about it before <clears throat> this and uh, I'm not sure Baker Mayfield has the, the personality or the demeanor to, you know, pick and choose his battles with Odell and kind of be the leader for that group of big personalities because he himself so you're saying, is as big you're, as... you're expecting a clash there. I think, <laughs> and not right away, I think it's going to start out all well and good, but I think at some uh-huh. point there's going to be, I don't know what their schedule is off the top. Maybe, maybe it comes in a divisional game, a Sunday night football game in Pittsburgh where Baker throws a couple interceptions and Odell only gets, you know, three targets and one reception for eight yards. And Odell's not all that happy after the game. Odell, he's not going to be afraid to say it. And then, you know, he says something in the media and then Baker's going to get all defensive because, I mean, Baker's basically arguing with himself uh, against Colin Cowherd on Twitter for the last two months now. Um, I'm not sure that's going to, the talent's there. I'm just, I'm not sure those personalities are going to mesh long term. I think short term, you'll see a lot of greatness from them, but we'll, we'll see how that works in the long term. I think from a personality, I have to disagree with you because I think from a personality standpoint, Baker Mayfield is the most NFL-ready franchise quarterback. I'm not talking about on-field. I'm talking about off-field, in the huddle, just his demeanor, his personality. He has found a way to go from, like, the punky QB to the leader of a franchise in a very short amount of time. And I think that he's a big enough personality um, but has a understanding of the situation and what it takes to get these egos to mesh that if it's going to work, he's the perfect guy for it. Um, I think that he has the respect of guys like Jarvis Landry and, and the guys in this huddle, and I think that he has the respect of Od- Odell Beckham just because of you know their dealings in the past mm-hmm. and them both being big you know, public Nike figures. I think that if it does come down to it and he needs to tell Odell to shut up and do his job, that Baker Mayfield's one of the few guys in the the huddle in this league that he might listen to. I think that he gives them the best chance in that, in that aspect. I, you might not be wrong. Uh, I, I, Mm -hmm. no matter what happens, it'll be interesting to watch either way because no matter how that goes down, I'm sure you'll hear a story about it. Um, but I do have to disagree with one thing you said there. I think the perfect franchise quarterback demeanor, really just the perfect franchise quarterback in the NFL right now is one Mitchell Trubisky. I tell you oh, that. God, I knew that was coming. He's, he's just the Let's best. Let's hope so. Here, here's to hoping. We, we got here's 97 days till kickoff, Joe. Yep. We got uh, some, so. some very positive reports out of Bears OTAs, too, about Mitch. 
about Mitch his his, his grasping his grasping of the offense in his second grasp game. it. Every, grasp every, it Mitch. everyone's saying that the people watching him these last couple weeks here are saying he is light years ahead of where he was last year. Yeah. Um we're opening up, very, we're opening up the playbook for Mitchell in year it was really it's year three, but it's really year two. I'm very much looking forward to watching Mitch blossom in ninety seven ninety seven days. Into a into a championship caliber quarterback, um, I'm on board, and I can't wait. Uh, I can't Nine, wait for some football. Ninety-seven days from now, we're kicking off against Green Bay at home in Soldier Field, opening up the season. Can't beat that. Maybe we'll even have a word. bonus Friday morning podcast to talk about it. Who knows? Uh, There's so many possibilities. Put it, put it in ink. It's what we're doing. Yeah, we, that's that's doing. one we got to have a special bonus episode. You think? I also saw um, some uh, some gambling lines start being released yesterday from uh, from from college football. Um, uh, they already have a national championship line. They have Bama and Clemson in the national championship, with Clemson being a two point favorite and the over under set at fifty six and a half. Um, I was I'll be honest with you, I was kind of tempted to take Bama getting two points. Yeah, I really was. I didn't do it, but I was not the national championship. Now that has to be the matchup for you to win or lose your bet. But I was, you know, gotcha. you know it's worth gotcha. shot. Yeah. I'd like it. Um, Matt, uh, you know, there's there's Gamblers Anonymous, so if you want to... You know, no. Quick, quick Google search. No, uh, I'll be fine. It's a little, little early, little early, but... Um, well, you know, the, why I'm so excited about it is because during this downtime of sports, you know, it's really mm-hmm. just bat, NBA playoffs and, and baseball, I don't have much to bet on. So, like, there's nothing yeah. going on. Like, I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to what we have coming up because there's nothing like football season, Joe. Um, would have loved to have brought this this one to the people, but it was such a short window. When the in game one of the Stanley Cup Finals, the Bruins went down 0-2. I was like, this is a home game. The Bruins are going to turn it on to the better team. Live bet them plus oh. uh, what was it? I forget what it was. It paid. Plus, it plus paid. a good amount. It paid. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was my win of the week. Maybe so buy some buy yourself some new golf shoes with those, Joe. How that's about that? that's what we're looking at. That's, that's what we're looking at: is some golf shoes or uh, paying a credit card bill. And with that, <laughs> we say goodbye to episode 106 of the Moose and Runes podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for uh, dealing with our scheduling, as we said earlier in the pod. Uh, we love to bring you one a week uh, whenever we can get it to you. But uh, next week we should be back onto a normal schedule, pending uh, pending some some movement, but. Uh, thank you as always for bearing with us and we hope you enjoyed the pod Matt you got any uh, last words before we say goodbye to the people I don't thank you I don't yeah um, so uh, goodbye people that's gonna do it for the Moose and Roots podcast episode 106 for Matt I'm Joe talk to you guys next week may God give you for every storm a rainbow for every tear a smile for every care a promise and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. Chicken on the steak was phenomenal.